Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Jason Kong here with attorney Bill Alexander. We've got a jam-packed show today. Got our webinars happening this Wednesday. We've got so much to get to. Bill, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing okay. I mean, it's it's uh, December. We're we're heading towards Christmas. It's uh, always this is a festive time of year, and um, I'm I'm certainly uh, in in that moment. So life is good. You've got your festive tie on as well. To this is my Grinch tie now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Bill, before, it's a Grinch day. It is a Grinch day. Before we get into all the fun stuff today, we mentioned this last week, but your your show is being moved to a different time. Uh, it is, and and I'm sad to say that it is because I've been at this time uh, frame for many many years, and of course it's it's uh, I want folks to know that it's not my decision to move uh, and I'm not sure uh, when it will be broadcast I can assure people that I will continue to have a show but I'm not sure uh, but I will let folks know as soon as I know uh, right now it's a little bit up in the air uh, and actually the same thing is true uh, some folks catch my show when it's rebroadcast on Sunday afternoons at two o'clock and uh, quite frankly that that time slot is up in the air as well. Um, uh, so, and I, I want uh, my listeners uh, to know that that uh, I, I have been trying to keep it at eleven o'clock on Saturday mornings. But it, like I said, it's not my choice, uh, and I have no clue at this point uh, when. Uh, my show will be broadcast. But as soon as I know, I will certainly let uh, folks uh, know uh, when and where uh, they can uh, listen to my show. Because I I really enjoy this show. It's a lot of fun for me, and I think it's helpful to people. Uh, and, uh, you know, that I can share with them some things that uh, make a difference in their lives. Um, and so anyway, the, we'll, be, we'll be on the air and, and uh, continuing to do uh, asset protection today. Uh, but, uh, you know, like I said, we're, we're moving, and I'm just not uh, sure how that move is going to take place. Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated on <laughs> the new time as soon as we have it. Well, let's get into the heart of our program, Bill. And you know, you've got your webinars happening this Wednesday, December 13th, and one of the webinars that uh, the team at WG Alexander and Associates puts on every month is related to issues related to long-term care and uh, options for government assistance. And one of the main things that we think of is Medicaid when it comes to financial assistance for long-term care. And then with Medicaid, you, you talk about this very often, but there are so many misconceptions and half-truths that people come to you with that I'm sure it's uh, it's very frustrating for you to, uh, you want to help these people, but they come in with these assumptions that are just off base. Oh, no question about it. And I guess this would be a good time to also mention the fact that uh, our law firm will continue to sponsor these webinars uh, every um, uh, Wednesday uh, uh, morning and afternoon, the second Wednesday of each month, we're going to continue to do our webinars, and that's not going to change. 
Um, we enjoy doing those webinars. Of course, those you have to sign up for that, uh, and those are conducted by Zoom. Uh, frankly, I'd like to get back to doing some face-to-face web uh, seminars, uh, which we used to do. Um, but we, and more than likely, we'll start back at some point next year doing that as well. But we're going to keep doing the webinars because they're so convenient for folks because people can can basically listen in face to face if they wish, you know, because it's uh, it's with Zoom. Uh, through our office, uh, but the fact is, is that it's pretty easy to sit at your home and and uh, and be able to attend. So, uh, we, but we look forward to continuing to do that. But uh, in fact, you weren't around back then, Jason. But uh, you know, 20 years ago, when uh, when I, I started doing webinars. Uh, or actually seminars back then. I'm getting my language mixed up here. I apologize for that. But uh, I based those seminars uh, on the three big lies about Medicaid. Um, and, of course, the fact is is that uh, the, the lies were, if you, you could call them lies, you could call them half-truths, uh, there, there was a little bit of truth in them, but there were mo- mostly misconceptions, if you will. And there's so many misconceptions. And those same three big lies still exist today. I mean, the fact is, is that, that there is so much misinformation uh, about long-term care assistance. Uh, people believe what they want to believe, but the fact is is that you don't know what you don't know. And, and that's true for us, too. But the fact is is that we know a whole lot about Medicaid, whereas most people know nothing about it. Uh, and when uh, folks who know very little about it try to give you advice uh, or they think they're helpful to you but about a hundred percent of the time they're way off and, you know the fact is is that when folks come to us for assistance and and they've tried and failed which is very common uh, to apply themselves you know the do it do it yourself you know and I, I can I can get into that. Uh, but the fact is, is that we typically have to undo what they've done in order to actually get them in a place where they can successfully up, apply for assistance. But I thought this morning uh, that it would be helpful just just to ask some questions and, and uh, give you the answers to them. Don't want to leave you hanging uh, as it relates to. Um, to uh, Medicaid and and how it works. And so, okay, here's first question. Jason, you can always uh, jump in here if you you can add to the questions or the answers because you've been listening to me for a long time, so I suspect you know a lot about this at this point. But the the first one might be, do you need to give everything away five years before you need care because there are a lot of folks that come in my office and and say basically don't don't i need to give everything to my kids or you know that sort of thing and the fact is is no and in fact 
uh, giving major assets away or giving anything away can actually be problematic for families. Um, and, and particularly if you give property to children and grandchildren, which is typically the folks that you want to give it to, right? And and so, uh, number one, uh, whenever you give property away, it creates a penalty or a sanction with Medicaid. Uh, and, and that's problematic, particularly if you end up having a significant issue where you need care, particularly nursing care, within five years of those gifts. Because the way the rules work today is every gift that you've made within five years of your application for benefits is counted up. And what the Department of Social Services is actually looking for are your gifts to your children and grandchildren uh, and, and, uh, or other family members, if you will, with one exception. And the, you know what the exception is, don't you, Jason? Oh, now you've got me, Bill. I don't know what the exception is. Oh, your thinking cap's not on. But the one exception is to your spouse. You can make, uh, you, you can give everything to your spouse with no penalty, no sanction, but you can't give away property to anybody else without it being a sanctioned or penalized transaction. And so, what they do is they count up all of the money or property or the value of things that you've given away uh, during that five-year period just prior to your application, and then they penalize you for it. And so what's the penalty? The penalty is you're eligible because you don't have anything now, but we're penalizing you for giving all this stuff away uh, and the penalty could be months, it could be years, and it could be more than five years, depending on the value of what you've given away. And so um, now, do you need to give it away five years prior to your application? Well, first of all, you don't know when your application's going to be, <laughs> and that's problematic. But the fact is, is that in there are very rare cases where I would ever recommend that people give property away uh, thinking that it will help to protect your property up the road. Uh, frankly, you know, the fact is, that it creates a lot of problems because if you're making major gifts, number one, you need to file a gift tax return. You might not have to pay any any gift tax, but you have to file a gift tax return. Uh, secondly, uh, oftentimes uh, you will end up, uh, if you just transfer, let's say you transfer your house to your children, thinking that that's a good idea. And then you and your spouse end up needing to sell your house because you're moving, and you could you might be moving for 
10 different reasons. It might be because you need care in assisted living or nursing care, or it might be that you need a different location uh, or a or different accommodation, if you will. Um, uh, but for whatever reason you need to, or you need to sell your house so that you have enough money to pay for care somewhere else. I mean, there are a lot of different reasons, but okay, you've given your house away. Well, first of all, it, it is highly likely that you could have sold your house and paid no income tax whatsoever because a married couple has a, an exemption of a half million dollars of profit. So that generally takes care of any potential capital gain. Now, your children don't get that exemption, and when you gift your house away, you're also giving away your income tax basis. So if you paid $100,000 for your home uh, and it's now worth a half million, um, the fact is your basis is $100,000. So guess what? If you've given it to your children and they sell it, and you're thinking that you'll get that money, or or bottom line is they'll use that money for your benefit at this point because it's your house, uh, or was before you gave it away. Uh, they have to pay income tax because the difference between a half million and hundred thousand is four hundred thousand. So that's four hundred thousand of capital gain, uh, and with a twenty percent uh, capital gains rate, you know. of $400,000, that's $80,000. And then you add state income tax on top of that, that should be another $10,000 or $12,000. So you're pretty close to $100,000 that you've lost in income taxes unnecessarily because you signed that deed over to your kids. Now, let's talk about some other issues with that, though. Your kids live a riskier lifestyle than you do. Because guess what? More than likely your house is paid for, you're debt free. Uh, The riskiest thing you do is to get into your truck or your car and drive down to the grocery store. I mean, the fact is your kids are living a busy lifestyle. They uh, are, you know, they're working and you're retired and uh, you know, what I'm getting at is, okay, uh, it, you might create risk when you go out to the golf course and hit a golf ball. Okay, yeah, <laughs> but not much. But the, but the point is, is that uh, your children are much more likely to get in trouble as it relates to creditors or divorces or other issues like that um, than, than you are. So the fact is, is that when you transfer your property to your children, oftentimes uh, you're transferring it to a riskier person uh, than for you because the only risk you have, if you get right down to it, uh, is um, Medicaid estate recovery. And guess what? Any good elder law attorney can keep that from happening. The, the, you know, okay, you have to see an attorney to get help to make sure that Medicaid estate recovery doesn't happen. But that is a heck of a lot less expensive uh, and uh, wiser, if you will, than, than to 
just try to willy-nilly transfer your property from uh, to a different generation. Uh, you know, plus, if you've transferred it out and you need assistance within five years, the only way to undo that is to have it tr- transferred back or to have property of equivalent value transferred back. And, I, I mean, I'm handling a case right now where – uh, property was given away to children and grandchildren, and nobody in the family has the ability to give any of it back. Well, that that's a huge, huge problem when you need the care. You don't want to make a mistake based on a false assumption or something that you've heard that is maybe not quite true when it comes to long-term care or Medicaid. The best way to be able to have quality information with this at no cost to you is to attend one of these webinars put on by W.G. Alexander and Associates. The next set of webinars is happening this Wednesday, Wednesday, December 13th. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, the truth when it comes to what these programs provide, who is eligible, it's available to more people than you think. You really need to attend one of these webinars. It's free to do so. There's no cost to you. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. From there, you can select which webinar you want to attend, whether it's the Long-Term Care Assistance Webinar or the Asset Protection and Trust Planning Webinar. Both are free to attend, no cost to you. Just a wonderful educational way for you to learn more from the team at WG Alexander and Associates. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget the WG Alexander and Associates free webinars are happening this Wednesday. We do these the second Wednesday of every month, but this Wednesday, December 13th, is when the next set of webinars is happening. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning free webinars that you can attend all you need is a device with internet access and an email address and you're good to go go to wgalaw.com click on the seminars button to register and attend for free i'm jason kong here with bill alexander and we're talking about questions and things related to medicaid that people often think are true that aren't and bill we just covered Uh, The idea that we've got to give everything away that we own in order to be eligible for Medicaid. What are some other? Well, I think I just answered this. uh, But uh, another thing that folks ask all the time is, should I give my home or or my farm uh, to my kids to protect it? And uh, and I think I just answered that. But but the fact is, is that is typically the worst thing that you can do uh, for a lot of different reasons. But the fact is an elder law attorney can protect your home or your farm from Medicaid estate recovery 
uh, and it's uh, for tax reasons, for asset protection reasons, uh, and for uh, Medicaid gift back reasons. Uh, it's typically unwise uh, to to do that. Even if you want your children to have the farm or the home at your death, giving it to them in advance is normally the worst thing that you can do for all of those above reasons. Uh, another question, uh, uh, oh, and I would also say this before I go to the next question is this. To the degree that uh, you were with family over Thanksgiving, and I hope you were, um, if you observed your parents or your grandparents um, having issues, you know, basically needing assistance and having issues that concern you, then uh, I would, you know, obviously, if you haven't um, tuned in to our webinar on long-term care assistance, this is the time you should do it. I mean, the fact is, is that when you see that a family member is going downhill, uh, you know, what are the options? What are the programs that can help you? That's what the webinar is all about. Um, and like I said, the more knowledge that you have and getting it in an accurate uh, uh, way, because that's what it's about. You know, if you if you go and just ask somebody on the street, you're not going to get good, accurate information. Uh, but I can assure you that what you learn in our webinar will be absolutely accurate for North Carolina uh, because these rules are state-specific. Uh, for those folks who have parents that live in a different state other than North Carolina— You'll find it helpful, but it's not going to be exactly what you need because you'll need an elder law attorney in the state where your your loved ones live unless they're planning to move to North Carolina. So uh, there you go. All right, so what's another one? Another question. Um, doesn't a revocable living trust protect my assets for Medicaid or otherwise? In other words, if I create a trust will it give me asset protection and work for Medicaid? And the answer is absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I love doing revocable trusts. I think they're wonderful planning tools for a lot of different reasons. But revocable trusts, which is the most common trust created by state planners, give you absolutely zero asset protection for yourself or your spouse. Now, you can create a revocable trust that creates an irrevocable trust at your death that may or may not uh, create asset protection for your spouse or your children. However, and this is important, a revocable trust, even at your death, will never protect your spouse uh, from uh, for needing Medicaid. In other words, uh, now, there is another kind of trust that you can use to protect your spouse, but it's not in a revocable trust. It's actually an irrevocable trust that you put in to your last will and testament and that's called a supplemental needs trust. And you may say, well, 
You mean you can put an irrevocable trust in your will that works, but that same trust in a revocable trust doesn't work. And that's exactly right. Okay, <laughs> so what if you have a revocable trust as your planning tool? What can you do? Well, you can change your will to create a supplemental trust for your spouse. And then you can direct your trustee at your death to transfer the assets in your revocable trust to the trustee under your last will and testament. And actually, that can be one of the best plans available for folks. And, and it's just knowing how the rules work and, uh, and the like. And uh, a similar question gives you a different answer. Okay, and what's that? Okay, what I just mentioned only applies to your spouse, which is generally the person that you're trying to protect from Medicaid because your children and grandchildren are much younger and, and they're typically not in a situation where you're worried about those kind of issues. But let's say you are worried about those issues because you have a child or grandchild that's disabled. Well, the fact is, is that you can create an irrevocable trust from your revocable trust for that child or grandchild who's disabled. And that actually works. Doesn't work for your spouse, but it works for any other. Might be a sibling, might be a child, might be a grandchild, generally a loved one. And uh, the fact is, is that that type of trust will work, but it won't work for your spouse. So there you go. <laughs> Having information related to the options available to you and the best way to execute your plans is why you really should seek out the advice of an elder law attorney and having the correct advice is so important as we've been discussing these misconceptions and half-truths related to Medicaid that so many of us are, are guilty of uh, believing, you know, really through no fault of our own. But now you know that there is a source out there that has accurate information. And if you would like to attend one of the webinars put on by W.G. Alexander and Associates, the next webinar is actually happening this Wednesday, Wednesday, December 13th. There's still time to register if you would like to attend. There's no cost to do so. It's completely free. All you have to do is register ahead of time. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, or you can call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. If you want to attend one of these webinars, the morning session deals with long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits. Much of what we're discussing today is addressed very, very much in depth in that morning session. The afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. Again, both are free to attend. There's no clauses or anything that is involved with these. It's just a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn about some subjects that, as we have discussed, have a lot of misinformation attached to them. Go to WGALaw.com to register and attend. We're taking a short break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill and W.G. Alexander and Associates. You can also go to WGALaw.com to register and attend the free webinars that they're putting on this Wednesday, December 13th. They do these the second Wednesday of every month covering the subjects of long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about things related to Medicare that people often think are true, but they are not. Bill, we've covered a lot so far, You know, giving away all of our uh, possessions so that we think we can be uh, ac- uh, accepted into Medicaid, also giving away your home or your farm. What else are some things that you, you hear that are popular? Well, another misconception uh, that uh, I, you know, people ask all the time is, will I lose my home if I apply for Medicaid? And the answer is, sh- you shouldn't, okay? Uh, it's a half-truth, but the fact is, is that if you're married and um, and you own your home together, then the survivor owns the home. And if the healthy spouse, what Medicaid calls the community spouse, uh, survives the Medicaid recipient, then the house by the deed actually belongs to the survivor and there's no Medicaid estate recovery. Now, when we're helping a family uh, apply for Medicaid, typically the first thing that we want to do is to transfer not just the home, but all the property to the community spouse, to the healthy spouse. Because if you didn't catch it before, one of the things I, I said early was the fact that you can transfer any property to your spouse with no penalty, no sanction, and without regard to the five-year look-back. So to protect the property, the easiest way to protect it is to, number one, transfer it to the spouse. Now, uh, once you've done that, then, of course, we want the spouse to have a new will with a supplemental needs trust in it for the Medicaid recipient's benefit. And this is gets really interesting because uh, why would you do that? Well, number one is no one knows who's going to die first. Uh, it might be in the plan up there somewhere, but we don't know what that plan is. And should the, the healthy spouse die first, we want to make sure that our Medicaid recipient is fully protected. So the supplemental needs trust in that will, and of course the children generally are the trustees to manage the property, but everything is for the sole benefit of the surviving spouse in the nursing home on Medicaid, so that those needs, whatever the needs are that aren't being met by the nursing home, can be met by the supplemental needs trust. Well, that supplemental needs trust, everything in it, is completely asset protected. There's no five-year look back that applies to it. It's unlimited in terms of how much or what property can be in the trust. 
mean, truthfully, it could have $10 million in it, and that's perfectly fine. It can be used for the benefit of the Medicaid recipient, and then at the death of the Medicaid recipient, what's in that trust goes to the children or grandchildren as the parents uh, wanted their property to be distributed with no Medicaid estate recovery whatsoever, or any other creditor for that matter, because it's an asset protection trust. Creditors can't take anything out of it, which is, uh, from my perspective, uh, wonderful. Now, you might say, well, hey, what if I'm not married? I'm single, I'm a widow, or I'm a widower, uh, and I still own my house. Can I can't I don't have a spouse to transfer it to. Can you still protect my house if I go on Medicaid? And the answer is yes. There's several different ways we can do it. Uh, The one we use all the time, uh, we call them legacy deeds. And it's a special kind of deed that does... Uh, is allowed in North Carolina, does not create a sanction or penalty. Uh, You still get a full step up in basis at your death because you're transferring property, but you're keeping absolutely full control of your property during your lifetime. And it's only at your death that it automatically goes to whoever you want it to go to. Uh, And uh, in North Carolina, uh, that kind of deed, which is a very special deed, it's not the, a normal type of deed, but elder law attorneys know how to use it, and it works perfectly. And there are actually other ways that an elder law attorney can help protect your property. The key is you have to have it done prior to your death. It doesn't work after you die. You have to have it done Now, you can do it after your own Medicaid. You know, you might have been on Medicaid for the last three or four years, but if you haven't protected your home, then your home is at risk for the state having a huge lien requiring the home to be sold at your death. But an elder law attorney can keep that from happening, um, uh, and that makes a huge difference. Now, of course, there's there's one piece that I keep talking about all the time, and that is having good documents. Well, guess what? If if the person on Medicaid is is not capable of signing documents, incompetent, I'm talking about. This is where that general durable power of attorney comes in. You have to have that power. To, for an agent to sign the deed or sign anything else that needs to be signed, it must be authorized. And most powers of attorney do not have that authority. So that's where seniors should always have enhanced general durable powers of attorney that elder law attorneys uh, provide their clients. Estate planning attorneys uh, general practitioners, they don't do these kinds of powers of attorney. Now, I say that all the time, and people say, well, I've got a power of attorney, it'll work, and it won't. And so it's the kind of thing where you got to have the authority. If you don't have the authority, then we have to go to court to get a judge's permission to do these kinds of things. So I'm just warning folks that this is where seniors need a particular type of of good document, and that's why I emphasize that. 
And it's because you've seen what happens when you don't have those documents or you have inadequate documents and the costs associated with that, whether it's time or having to go to court or having to make a really expensive decision when some planning on the front end or having visited an elder law attorney beforehand to make sure that your documents are in fact capable of doing everything that you need them to is critical. If you would like to speak with an elder law attorney on the team at WG Alexander and Associates, you can go to WGALaw.com, speak with someone there. You can also find information about the free webinars happening this Wednesday, December 13th. If you want to learn more about Medicaid and other forms of financial assistance when it comes to dealing with the expensive costs of long-term care, This is a wonderful way for you to do that. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can go to WGALaw.com to register for the WG Alexander and Associates free webinars happening this Wednesday, December 13th. If you want to learn more about long term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, and assistance for those dealing with long term care issues, or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, A wonderful opportunity for you is to go to WGALaw.com and click on that Seminars button and register for these free webinars. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we're talking about questions and things related to Medicaid that people often think are true but uh, are not. And, Bill, I have a question for you. You know, I think one of the reasons why these half-truths exist is that we don't deal with Medicaid a lot or hear a lot about it in our everyday lives. But one of the things that we have heard a lot about is Medicaid expansion, which went into effect uh, on December 1st. Does this make anything change related to what you do with helping families? Not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, Medicaid expansion is is primarily uh, to give uh, Medicaid to low-income folks who are at home. Uh, And most of the talk that we, we talk about is Medicaid needed for nursing facility care or special assistance uh, rules for assisted living and memory care. But uh, Medicaid, I'm so glad that the legislature finally uh, came around and uh, expanded Medicaid. It will help so many people and it will actually help the rest of us because uh, uh, it will lower, uh, over time, it will lower our insurance rates uh, a good bit. Uh, which I think uh, is is wonderful. But basically what it does is it, it raises the uh, amount of, of income because it's based on the poverty level, and it allows folks that are a little over the poverty level to still be able to apply for, for Medicaid at home, uh, which will help an awful lot of folks get medical care and stay out of the hospitals and things like that. So that'll be very helpful. That's good to know. And when it comes to the other popular questions that you often receive, what else should we address here? Well, um, you know, before I get into it, let me also remind folks that 
for the rest of the this year through December, my show will remain exactly uh, uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings, that it'll be rebroadcast on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock. But come January, unfortunately, my shows will not be at, at those times. To the, I, I don't know when they will be, but as soon as I find out, I will certainly let folks know when it is. And I'm, I'm sad to say that, that they're moving me, uh, but we'll, we'll figure it out sometime soon. And hopefully by next week, we'll have a little better answer as to what, what that will be. Another question I get, though, uh, is uh, uh, another lawyer told me that I should uh, do what's called a five-year trust. I should do an irrevocable trust, and, of course, if I'm still healthy after five years, then everything will be fine. Now, the fact is is that uh, I rarely recommend an irrevocable trust. Number one, you have to be pretty young and healthy uh, to do it because you, you got to know that you're going to be healthy for at least five years. But what does one of those trusts look like? See, this is the part that most people don't know, uh, even though it's being recommended. Well, the fact is, is that you're using your property and you're transferring it to an irrevocable trust. But guess what? you can't be the beneficiary of that trust because if you're the beneficiary, then it's countable. Uh, So you basically make your children or grandchildren the beneficiaries of the trust, hoping that if you need assistance, uh, the distributions to them, that they can turn around and then help you out with that money. Uh, Now, some folks will create a trust like that where they will retain the income stream. And that works, uh, but the income is countable, but the assets are not. So what you're doing is you're saying, I get the income, but the assets can only go to my children or grandchildren. Well, that's okay unless you need more than the income which most people do because guess what? Long-term care is very, very expensive. And so the, the other issue that so many people don't think about is the fact that most of us cannot receive financial assistance unless we need nursing care, which is the last place we want to go. But the fact is, all of the types of care that we really want, that we can't get help with, is expensive. If we hire people to come into our house to take care of us, that's generally the most expensive care. If we go to assisted living, most of us cannot get special assistance. And so, in essence, that's expensive care. If we need memory care, that's even more expensive. And guess, so it's really important for folks to know when they can get assistance and when they can't. And that's one of the most important things about our webinar that folks can learn is where is the help and when am I responsible for the payment myself where I can't get help? You got to know that because the more you know, the better off you are. Don't wait until you're in a crisis before you start seeking out information. There's really no harm 
to attending one of these webinars, I mean, even this Wednesday, put it on your calendar. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. The webinars are completely free to attend. There's no cost. All you have to do is register beforehand. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, or call the office, 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, register for the free webinars happening this Wednesday, December 13th. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button to learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, as well as asset protection and trust planning. Be sure to do that. Register ahead of time. WGALaw.com is the place to go or call 919-256-256. 7,000. And don't forget, as we mentioned earlier in the program, this show is moving from its 11 o'clock time slot. We'll have more information for you soon. Be sure to stay tuned. And thank you, as always, for listening. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong. Thank you so much for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day. 